What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl Coco, and welcome to the experience where we here have fun and talk about real shit. So this week's episode is about life without a parent and dealing with death and grief. So this is kind of a sore subject or whatever, but you know I want my main goal is to heal somebody. So I hope this helps. Also, we also did a Facebook Live. We're still working on some sound, making the sound better. So, if you're on Facebook, look up Cocoa Experience and go watch that live um, so that you can see what others have to say. Um, For me, dealing with grief, life without a parent, it's been hard. This year, next month, December the 14th, um, will make 15 years that my dad has been deceased. This year, I turned 30. And I realized that this year, I've been without my father for half my life. Um, it's really taken a toll on me this year for Father's Day. Um, can't go to the graveyard. It's like everything started coming back to me just fresh. Like it just hit me. Like I still remember hospice calling from the VA hospital at one twenty-three in the morning and me just giving my mom the phone and knowing that, you know, that was the end. I remember three days before my father passed. Um, at that time, I didn't really like to go to hospitals or whatever. And he called for me um, to come to the hospital. And I kind of debated um, or whatever. Um, because, I mean, I knew my dad was dying and I didn't want to accept it. Especially being a daddy's girl. So, um, went to the hospital to see him on hospice, and I remember um, him just bragging to me, well, bragging on me to the nurse about how smart I was and, you know, all my goals and aspirations at that time. And, you know, it felt good, you know, because that way my daddy did or whatever. He was always so proud of me, always so nurturing, always just, you know, loving me for for me or whatever. I can always go talk to him. He was so easy to talk to. Um, but I remember all that so fresh, like it just happened and it hit me. And you should like, damn, you've been without your daddy for half your life. Like, how do you cope? How do you make it? Especially being a film director. I work with families all the time that are grieving. I support them. You know, I'm able to pat them on the back and tell them, you know, in time, it gets better. And I used to honestly think that in time, it gets better. But that's real questionable to me these days. Um, cause I still have my moments when I cry myself to sleep. I still have my moments where I have a whole attitude cause my dad can't hear. I really, you know, like right now for the past couple months, I felt like, you know, it's been some life situations that happened that I felt like I needed my daddy. And as strange as this may sound, I sleep with the picture of him in a casket, in a frame, next to my bed just to give me some comfort so yeah that's how i'm dealing with it and like i say i work with people every day grieving um and it's just hard you know each person deals with it differently you know sometimes we can mask it to help others but at the end of the day it's still hard 
Uh, so yeah, year 15, um, without my dad has been extremely difficult. Um, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I sit back and I wonder like, what would life be with him here? Like how proud of him, how proud he would be of me. And it's little things like, you know, um, I want to get married, yeah. That's that's cool. But who going to walk me down the aisle? Not my daddy. Um, it's been graduation. The last graduation my daddy got to see was my fifth grade graduation. So I hold on to that picture dearly. And it's in my craft room. And I would say, like, damn. That's the only graduation my daddy got to see. Eighth grade um, graduation where we didn't have one. My class didn't have one, but it wouldn't matter anyway because my eighth grade year, um, my dad, he found out that he was sick with um, lung and throat cancer and he just disappeared. Yep, disappeared, abandoned his baby girl. And I'm not the only child, but I'm the baby. And I was was attached to my daddy, like at the hip. So for um, him to leave for a year, but he left because he thought that he was doing his family a favor by making it easier for us to cope with um, him dying. And it really, for me, when he came back, I was more upset than anything. So the time that I could have spent with him more, I kind of spent that, you know, being really upset with him that. You know, he left me for all year. When he came back, like, you're extremely sick, dude. Like, what are we supposed to do? Um, At the point that he came back, the cancer had spread through his body. And it was like fire um, running through his bones or whatever. It was nothing that they could do besides really make him comfortable. Um, So, yeah. um, I don't know. I really miss him. I just really wonder if he has saw me finish all three of my degrees, you know, seeing the smile on his face. Like, I know he's proud of me from where he's at, but I would love to see the smile on his face. I would love to, like, physically, like, have him give me a hug, have him love on me, just have him tell me that, you know, that he's super proud of me, beyond proud of me. And, you know, that would make a big difference. But, I didn't get that. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't wish losing a parent or anybody. I know of all people that we all got to die. We all got to transition. I remember the time that my dad died. Uh, I love my mama. Oh, I love my mama. But the time that my dad died, um, because I I was closer to my dad, I remember saying, God, why you didn't take my mama? And I had to go back years later and repent for that because I love my mama. I can't imagine life without her now. But that's how devastated I was when my daddy died. And I had to repent for saying that later on. But death does something to you, especially when you're close to a person. I lost a lot of people that's close to me. I lost uh, two years ago. I lost my favorite uncle, and I remember being strong for everybody. 
I remember directing the funeral. I remember picking him up from the morgue. I remember getting him dressed. But it was something about him. My mama holler at her only sibling's funeral. I held it all in until after the burial. When I got home after the repast, after working and serving my own family, I nearly lost my mind because it was like the hurt of losing, you know, a father figure all over again. So it's just, and then it's the holiday season right now. So you kind of think about just everything and everybody that's, you know, that's the part of this life or whatever. And you just kind of wonder where life would be. Holidays are never the same. Birthdays are never the same. And, you know, you really have to cherish your people while they're here. Really love on them. Like, let them know how much you care. Give them their flowers while they're alive. But I know my daddy's looking down on me. I know he's proud. I know that um, I did everything that he's asked me to do. Uh, One of his major things that he, you know... He made me promise him on when he was in his last three days in hospice was that I would go to school and I would get my three degrees that I said I'd get. So, you know, I set those goals. I finished all three degrees by age 27. I'm 30 now. I did that for daddy. Uh, so really, I'm just now fi- feeling like I'm just now starting to do what Dominique wanted to do, what Coco wanted to do. So I'm just now getting to that part of life. Um, but I promised my daddy that, and, you know, that was important for me to do for him, because that's, I promised him that, that was my last promise to him, that was our last conversation, I remember, you know, he got aggravated when my mama, him, my mama got to arguing, last three days he's on hospice, and my mama got to arguing, and they were so aggravated with each other, but, you know, um, I guess they was that way of just kind of comforting each other when they was getting on each other nerves for the last time. But um, it was just so important to me to do that for him because that was our last moments. Um, and I know, you know, if he was here, I know I have all type of cars. I know I have this and that, all type of bags because daddy spoiled me. Uh, one of the major things that my dad always taught me is that I'm going to spoil you. I'm going to teach you how to get it on your own. So that hustler's ambition that I got definitely comes from my daddy. Definitely comes from my daddy by all means necessary. Um, he always told me to have something to fall back on. You know, just because you got a good job don't mean that you can't lose that good job. Don't mean that they won't lay off. Don't mean that the economy won't fall. So he always taught me, you know, you got to have something, something to fall back on, something that you can, you can make your own, that you can make your own money, you know, teach yourself something. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, I thank my mama for loving me in spite of me um, when I was younger, because I know it was sometimes I was like, well, after, you know, dealing with my dad's staff, like my daddy would have did it. Especially asking for something or whatever that maybe, you know, she couldn't afford the most. Like, my daddy wouldn't, you know, my daddy wouldn't have had a problem with buying it. But uh, it was just really just, you know, I was grieving. 
And that was the way I grieve, you know. Um, anybody that's never lost a parent before, you don't know what it feels like. But when you lose a parent, one that you close to, one that you cherish, man, it hits hard. I'm talking about in the chest hard. Um, but I, I just, I remember all the good memories that we had, like from teaching me how to ride a bike to teaching me how to write a check to counting money, um, to watching TV. It's just so many memories. Like as a child, I never ate off my own plate. As a child, I would, um, always eat off my daddy's plate, whatever he ate. I was eating and I was good. So my when my mama fixed his plate, she ain't had to fix my plate. That was a two in one combo because I was gonna eat with my daddy, and I was gonna sleep on his back afterwards. Um, and it was just special little moments. Um, it was just, it's so many moments. Um, but it's just some I remember. I remember so vividly as if they just happened yesterday. So. Yeah, so dealing with the the death of a parent is hard. Um, you never really get over it. At times, it seems like it gets better with time. But does it really get better in time? My answer to that is no. Um, I don't really think that it's a time limit on grieving. I believe that, you know... It's just one of those compressed type things, like one of those things that, you know, for a moment you can kind of bottle it up and forget about it. But at the end of the day, when you come back to the table, it's still there. But uh, my biggest hope is for anybody that's lost a parent, um, especially during the holiday season, is that you keep going, that you surround yourself with things that you love. With things that you know you and your loved one loved um you know stay around people that can encourage you that can love on you i mean right now in this season i really i just i just need somebody to hug on me every day just to let me know that you know it's okay like you know it's all right but you know life life does go home you learn to that's one thing i think Death, you don't really learn to get over it. You learn to live with it. And that's what you just have to do. Um, on last the the episode that we recorded, um I had two different people talk about how they dealt with death. And, you know, everybody deals with it differently. Um one person said that, you know, it led them to doing alcohol, you know, drinking heavy or whatever, can't sleep at night, doing this and that. And, you know, another person, they dealt with it pretty, you know, pretty good or whatever. So it affects us all differently. And then, you know, the age that you lose a parent makes a difference too. For me, I think that losing my dad at 15 I think that was the peak period of my life where I needed my daddy. I needed my daddy to kind of block out some stuff that, you know, that I need in my life right now. Like, at that time, rather. Um, but I had a good daddy. No matter what anybody say, 
can say about them. They can't tell me nothing about Slim. Like, Slim's my daddy. Slim can do no wrong. My mama can't tell me that my daddy did no wrong. That's how much of a daddy's girl I am. Like, bump what you heard. Okay? Slim was the man. Oh, he took care of his family. He took care of me. Because I was his baby. Um, but I, I'm thankful for God giving me the day that I had. Um, if I got to come back to the world next lifetime, I don't want to lose a parent <laughs> at 15. Um, that's some hurtful shit. Like, I just, it's really tragic. Like, really, really tragic. For me, even now, and uh, I'm still learning to live with it. Like I just, I'm like, I'm thirty, and I just think about when I get married. It's not a daddy to walk me down the aisle. Like my kids don't get to know a granddaddy. Like he won't get the spoil. I'm like when I look at my niece, I'm so gra- glad and grateful that she got to experience my daddy's love. Um. But it's like when I have my own, they won't get to experience that love from a grandfather. They won't get, you know, they won't get that experience. And that's kind of hard. Um, so, you know, because I kind of feel like I didn't get the full experience of having a daddy because I lost them so, so early. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. But, you know, you get through it. You put on your war face and you, you live to fight another day yourself. But, um, hey, we know that life ain't promised. We all got to leave. And when we leave, we can't, we can't make that choice. Only God knows. But, y'all, go check out Coco the Experience on Instagram and Facebook. The live is on Facebook. Look up Coco the Experience. And that's K-O-K-O the experience y'all thank y'all so much for listening um just make sure you like and review i appreciate you bye